When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Find YSL Parisian 90 mil, 119.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. For breakfast, SCNZ Friday, the 6th of May. You've got Tony Kemp in the house. You've got Ricardo Ball because Louis away. He's out duck shooting. Chasing the lucky rackies down south. He'll join us shortly, though. He's awake. He's going to give us a little love racing update. Obviously, Rickerton synthetic yesterday. And Jason, I just had a Louis look at your tip. Mm, just missed out, mate. You lost it pretty much in the first leg. Unlucky, brother. Anyway, we go again today because Otaki's on. And I'm sure Louis is going to share some insights and lead us into a few at Otaki and then Gold Coast in the weekend. But speaking of Gold Coast, after 7 o'clock, our Waikato Racing catch-up, we head to the Gold Coast and we have a big Kiwi contingency over there racing. And we'll catch up with renowned Cambridge trainer and trainer of swords drawn, Sean Ritchie. Uh, race 3, Gold Coast. We're going to have a catch-up with Kiwi trainer. Sean Ritchie out of Cambridge. He's over at GC, and he's got a good chance with OP riding swords drawn. It's Mother's Day this Sunday. Remember, Mother's Day. We celebrate our mums, our wives, that look after our kids, and, uh, you know, fantastic role models, and really give them all the love and everything they could ever need 
And uh, we want to celebrate that. So after 7 o'clock, we're going to have a Mother's Day special. Sacrifices, commitments, certain sport takes a bucket loads of time and throw in being a mother. And this morning we'll catch up with Mystics player Phoenix Karaka, who is juggling all of the above, uh, being an athlete and also being a mum. Special, special time. And then we're going to react to the Phoenix 2-1 win over the Wanderers. No doubt Ricardo Ball will uh, have his reaction on that game last night. It had everything. Offsides. Hitting the post five times. Stingers galore. Goals. Turned down goals for a 2-1 win that last 10, 15 minutes. Oli Sale doing everything possible to give the Phoenix their chance to make the top six. So we're going to get Fred De Jong, former New Zealand striker, on to break that down and also um, talk about the Champions League. Liverpool taking on Real Madrid. I was listening to you yesterday on Smithy's show, Ricardo Ball, the encyclopedia of football. So we'll get your your call and your take on last night and going forward to Liverpool. Um, Liverpool taking on Real Madrid for a rematch of a couple of years ago when they took to face each other in the Champions League. So that is our show. Quizzy Dag, remember. Quizzy Dag, give us a call. 0800-150 for Quizzy Dag. And you'll win the chance. You'll, if you win Quizzy Day, you've got the chance to win a trip to the Gold Coast, courtesy of, of Willamette Travel for the supercars. There you go. That is our show, lads. Good morning to you in Auckland. Morning, Ozzy. Morning, mate. It's uh, sitting here with Rick Dog. Looking forward to the show today. Fred DeJong, mate, and the Phoenix. And I can't wait to talk about that on their, on their run into the finals, mm. getting that win last night. Um, yeah, mate, and, and Ricardo, that, that game yesterday, that game, that... You know, Real Madrid and uh, Manchester City. Me and Louis were sitting in here while Izzy was talking, and we couldn't. Mate, it was two minutes to go. It was all over. <laughs> mm. Oh, that 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 tie was incredible. You know, I mean, it's over two legs, mm. right? Manchester City led that tie from one minute thirty into the first game until ninety <laughs> ninety two minutes into the second game. Like they, that's how long they led for, and they lost. Unbelievable. You know, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of um, Golos- is it Golosungja? Is that Solskjaer? The, the oh, yeah, yeah, Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, Ollie, yeah. When, when Manchester United were playing, right until that, was it like two minutes to go when they were in that Champions League final and he's gone and just tore them apart in that, in that last few minutes. <laughs> and I'm sitting here watching that going, mate, it's like Manchester United again yeah, way well, back in the 90s. Yeah, it is. I mean, that was, what was that, 99, I think. Mm. And the... Uh, uh, the year yeah, as he was born. The year as he was born. Yeah, young, young Israel. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in that game, you know, United were one 0 down. And, uh, it was, uh, I think, two minutes into injury time when United scored the equaliser, and then they went straight back and scored the winner mm. as well. That was a remarkable comeback, and it's probably the biggest comeback in the Champions League since then. I think. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, it was a big day for soccer yesterday, and you know, like I said, with the yeah. Phoenix getting t- getting that win last night, two one, um, mate, they're on the they're on the they're on the road, mate. You, who knows? They could be doing, they could be turning mm. the COVID conversation on its head. Mm, you well, know what I mean? Because you got to think, you got to think. It's not just the Phoenix. You got the Warriors. You got the Breakers. You've got this COVID conversation. And really interesting, my partner said to me the other day, the the COVID conversation is now an excuse. Mm. All right, you've been doing it yeah. for, for two years. Just get on with it. Like makes a, makes a hell of a lot of sense. And the Phoenix have done mate, that. Oh, mate, I was like, I'm not a huge football watcher, but I watched that game and I was like, man, these Phoenix players are absolutely outstanding. Some of the skill, like that first goal from San Sutton, a little volley, and he just pumps it into the top right. And I was just like, wow, this is good watching. And then you watched um, 
obviously a couple more plays. I think David Ball was offside for that uh, pretty snarly goal. But the VAR, they're always going back. Is that, is that the ref's call, Ricardo? Or are they constantly checking the, the video footage to go back and look at every scenario so they're looking for the offsides? Yeah, they, there was a ton of them yesterday. There was, yeah. You know, if a VAR, they basically have a guy who whose job it is to look at everything. Mm. Basically, any incident that might be contentious. Are you a fan? What's that? Oh, VAR? Um, yeah. I think the idea of VAR is great. Sometimes the application of it isn't. You know, there are there are things that have that VAR have gotten involved in that I don't think they should have. And then there's been like really blatant things that they should have been involved in that they've not said anything. Yeah. Oh, look, yeah. it's it's a bugbear of mine. Any anything that goes to the up, upstairs like at the, the moment. Oh, mate, <laughs> just. Yeah, I reckon they should put the bunker and like give it wings and, and like say it's open season on the bunker right now and shoot the thing down. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's open season well, on I the instead of duck well, shooting, it's was, bunker shooting. I was going to say, you know, I mean, the, the bunker would be easy target because it is a lame duck, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, as I was just talking about, you know, thinking about the Phoenix. When I first came back in uh, two thousand, the Phoenix used to. Used to play out of Mount Smart Stadium, mm. so they were they were our our basically our sporting partners, and we used to train with them. Like um, Winton Roof and his brother mm. used to run the team. Good yep. good that dudes, was what man. It was the Kings, eh? the Kings they were yeah. called back then. And yep. we'd go down, and we'd actually have training sessions together where the where the um, the the Kings was it the Kings? Back yeah, it was then? the Kings? Though. The Kings yeah. boys. So the Phoenix boys would come to train with us, mate. And we'd play touch with against them, and then we'd play soccer against them, mate. Really interesting. They used to love it. The soccer boys. The and and. Of course, the mm. league boys were so big. Like, you used to say to them, don't push them too hard. You know, like, don't hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> you snap them. Hey, you know try and I mean? keep up with those boys. They're, oh. they're, they're clocking 20 clicks a game. Those boys are fit as they come, mate. But it's been an awesome story, eh, just to see where the Phoenix have come from to the fan base that they've built, the support, the A-League. Seeing the A-League grow into the, the product it is right now, like, it's renowned around the world. You're going from this little beast to actually being a big uh, contender on the world stage. It's... um. It's pretty special. So, Ricardo, can they can they kick on? Who? What's the playoff run looking like? They've obviously cemented the spot now. Yeah. Playoff run. How's that looking for the Phoenix? Well, so what happens is third place sixth and fourth place fifth, mm. and then the two winners um, go through to play first and second. But once they get that, it's home and away. So you're two legs in the semifinals. Well, that's and, a that's a final system. Yeah, and then a one-off grand final. Yeah. Um, so that's the way oh, it looks. Okay. At the moment, uh, they've got one game left, which is against Melbourne City, who are uh, probably the premiers, um, and they're going to have uh, that week off. Um, whether they get anything out of that game, I don't. I would doubt, to be honest, given that last time we played them, uh, they pumped us 6-0. Um, so I would mm. say that the Phoenix finished 6, which probably means they have Western United uh, in a one-off game. Last time they played Western United, they beat them 4-1. So I think the Phoenix Ooh. are the Phoenix are a chance. Phoenix are a chance. You and I think at the moment you would rather play Western United than play Adelaide, who's the other team that you might play. It's easier to play Western United in, in Melbourne than to go to Adelaide, and I think we're a better match with them as well. Yeah, and it's and it's finals, eh, Izzy? You know what I mean? So mm. anything can happen. Um, I'm just really when you're talking about how far the Phoenix have, have come. I reckon how fast uh, soccer as a sports come in New Zealand. When we're watching them, I remember being at high school. Like my boy's twenty four now, but being at high school watching these kids play soccer for Westlake boys, and just going, man, the skill. Mm. You know, like we used to play soccer. <laughs> we used to play soccer at school, mate. It was like you'd swing your right foot and miss the football. You know what I mean? It was, it was <laughs> terrible to watch. But these days, those 
those kids that are running around, and the young boys in the Phoenix side, I'm just going, yep, it's starting to look like European football. You know, they've got control. They, they, you know, remember it wasn't too too long ago, Ricardo, where blokes were passing and shifting the ball around and kicking it all over the place. You know, yeah. but now it's it's totally different. They, the young blokes are changing the face of the game. Well, the thing is that you know the game in New Zealand used to be very much modelled on the old English style of play, which was you got the ball if you were at fullback, you got the ball and you played it up the line, and if you were the winger, you took a touch and then you played it into the big guy in the middle, you know, and that was effectively what I was really direct. But now you've got players who can beat a guy, who can dribble, who can, mm. uh, you know, that they've got ways of getting out of places, that, the way that they can hit a ball with the outside of the foot or the inside of the foot, you know, um, nice. you know and, and the reading of the game. I think um, the skill level... Low, you know, amongst the kids coming through, we're seeing it now. That's these kids that are out of the Phoenix Academy, is probably the best that we've seen. And you know, I mean, you look at the All Whites at the moment, and where we've got players playing, we've never had so. I think we've got something like mm. sixty players in professional environments overseas now. Unbelievable, and that's never happened yep. in New Zealand football before. So, so Rick Dog, so you you're pretty much stating that that football in New Zealand is pretty healthy. We're in a healthy position at the moment with the clubs, pathways, the you know the the actual. Uh, opportunities that these kids are getting, it's, it's pretty healthy. Yeah, yeah, it's very healthy. I mean, you know, you throw into that as well, is either, uh, you know, the Phoenix have got a women's side now as well. So there's another pathway yeah. there, you know, for a long time that was that was a difficult thing. Uh, but now the Phoenix have got a women's side, so we've got players playing in the A-League of the women's team, but not just in the Phoenix team. I think there were six mm. uh, people who were football ferns eligible playing for other teams in the women's A-League. Mm. This season as well, so you know um, it, it's really good. And Rhea Percival, who unfortunately is injured at the moment, is probably our best player at the moment. She's playing at, uh, for Tottenham Hotspur in the uh, in the Women's Super League in England, you yeah. know, and they're one of the top teams right. over there. So you know, we we really uh, have those pathways now, and we've got aspirational players playing at the top, and we've got youth coming through who are every bit as good, who just need the experience and the exposure. Yeah. No. It, it's... What's the, what's the um. So, sorry, um, Kempi, what, what's the contracts like over in the UK for the Tottenham? And are they pretty, pretty good, pretty healthy for the girls? Yeah, Can they make a bit of quit out of it. Yeah, they'd be. I mean, like you know, Rhea would wouldn't have to have a second job. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, which mm. you know, in women's sport, That's professional great. sport, hasn't always been the case. You know, they 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 get called professional because they get paid to play, but really, you know, you have to offset that with a mm. second job a lot of the time. Um, but in the women's super league, no, you, you're pretty, you're pretty good, you're pretty well sorted. I was, saw Sam Kerr, you know the Aussie striker. Mm. Uh, so she's yep. on six hundred thousand pounds a season at Chelsea, uh, <laughs> in their women's team, oh. and uh, she's just signed a deal with Nike uh, for a million, uh, a million US a year. Oh, let's get her on. You know, and so but that's that, that's oh, that. That, I mean, that's that's Izzy Dag type money. That's what we're talking here. <laughs> is that a Nike? Is that a, is that a Nike hat that Izzy's wearing? <laughs> it uh, might be, mate. Don't even say Nike to me. I'm at it this all day, boys. Come on, lads. <laughs> three stripes. Three stripes represent Izzy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But that's awesome. That's awesome. And you can see, like, if you actually dedicate the time. The resources, the effort into actually the product, which is our women's game, you can see the outcome of it. Obviously, they've got a big market up in north, and the market's a lot bigger. But like you see with the A-League down here, how that's growing, and now the Phoenix women are part of that. Like, it just shows that, that New Zealand rugby have got a long way to go. A long, long way to go. Lads, yeah, well, I thought that was... I, I mean, you know, I don't want to um, go back over old ground, but I thought that at the time when the Phoenix announced their women's team, and they announced an all-female coaching group, right? 
And I was just like, bang, yeah. you've nailed it. And it was around the same time that rugby was doing uh, Super Rugby Alpeki. And mm. I was like, where are the women? It was yeah. all men, you mm. know. And I, I, at the time, I was like, man, this is a really bad look for rugby, the way they handled that. Yeah. And, yeah. and hopefully, like, I've been following that story all week, you know, following you guys in the afternoon talking about it and, and just reading about it. And, mate, I... The more I think about it, and the and and what Wayne Smith has done, especially with his like, like really, is he and you know this. With Wayne Smith has made a statement this week, hasn't he? He came out, the captain's yeah. gone. Like that's the biggest thing, mm. you know. All everyone like imagine he's obviously had the conversation, said said to the captain one way or the other, you know, like I'm not going to name you, what blah blah blah. But for the public to to be sitting there going, man, you you've named a new captain. I think he's come out and he's just gone right. This is the Wayne Smith, the Wayne Smith way. We've, we're actually making a change, and he's made a public statement. Mm. And I think it's a good thing. Mm. I think, you know, personally, I think, yep, well, let's, we know the change is coming. Mm. So now let's just get on with it and support him. Yeah, yeah, no, I think it's great. And um, the coaching group he's put together, bunting, you know, with the work he's done in the sevens, uh, having someone mm. like Whitney Hansen as well in there as well. Then yeah. you've got you've got progression. You know, because Wayne Smith's not going to stick around and be the Black Ferns coach for for a long time. He's getting us through a World Cup cycle, and then I think you can see that that progression, got, got progression is there in place. Mm. Yep, nice. I think it's there. Like I've been, I've been coached by mate. He is just brutal, ruthless. Doesn't matter if you played fifty tests, if you played uh, two tests, five tests. He's got how he wants things to operate. You got to be in this type of um, nick. You've got to be physically fit, mentally fit. If you're not ready, then he'll just replace you. Um, and I think he's just made a, a good statement. But I, I hear what you're saying with that, Rick, too. And um, I think with our women's game and where we want our coaches to be. I personally, I feel that we need the coaches to be ready. Um, there's obviously a lot of women's coaches in the game of rugby that uh, have done the job provincially, but are they ready to take that big step to throw them into the world stage to face the Englands, the Frances, where if things don't go right, how are they going to react to it? So I think right now they've got an opportunity to build that, keep building the foundations, keep looking for our wahine tour coaches around the country, building them up, giving them genuine pathways to make that coaching um, switch to the big time and then throw them in there. And I think if they haven't seen the light right now from what's going on <laughs> and they miss this boat, then, man, there's got a big, big, big repercussions from that situation. But good chat, boys, to start the show off. I'll read this text message from Don before we shoot off and come back with some Broncos chat because they smashed... The Rabbitohs yesterday. Did you get on? No one picked it. Oh, what do you mean no one picked it? Cut it out. This moment Kempi walked in this morning as he's like, mate, I picked it, I picked it, I picked it. <laughs> oh, what a clinic. Andrew, Andrew Reynolds uh, ran yesterday, mate. Oh, good. Adam Reynolds, sorry. He ran yesterday. It was absolute clinic. But anyway, morning is Izzy, Uncle Kempi, and brother Rick Dog. Dom here. Good racing tomorrow on the Gold Coast. I'll be racing up to the club's rooms after footy to watch Slipper Island race. Boys, get on. Even a place. That is from Dom. Okay, Slipper Island over in the Gold Coast. Wherever we look at that. Domi, thanks for your text message. Make sure you send them through on the text machine. Double eight, double three, anytime. We'll be back shortly. You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Yes, Baz and Izzy for SCNZ Breakfast. We've got Tony Kemp and Rick Dog in the house, Ricardo Ball. We're going to talk some league right now. The Reynolds Clinic he ran last night. Broncos 32 
12 over the south. We had a few text messages on the text machine yesterday that were saying that the Broncos had no chance. Capewell, Haas, all out. And well, the clinic they ran yes, yesterday. Selwyn Cobb, two tries, 183 metres from 10 carries, nine tackle busts, one line break. Reynolds, try, two try assists. Uncle. 14, 14 goals. Reynolds, 14 goals up against his old team, put a clinic on them, you know, like all week, all week. If you if you were following the media in Australia all week, it was mm. about Adam Reynolds going home and putting a clinic on, you know, like they, they you know, we talked about Cody Nicaremus signing for the South Sydney mm. uh, side yesterday and that was just another little prickle underneath Adam Reynolds' foot. You know what I mean? So mm. he was always going to go out there and deliver last night. And, 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 you know, when everyone was reading out their multis yesterday and had the Broncos first up, I was thinking, man, what a way to lose your multi in the first one. You know, I've got South mm. as, as the team to beat the Broncos. And the form, is he? The form over the yeah. last week said that the Broncos were going to be competitive. Mm. So what is it? What is it changing to the guard? Like last three weeks, what have they done? They've obviously got the job over this. Over the Sharks, uh, they've obviously got this one. So they're actually, what is it that you're seeing in their game that they've changed and kind of made uh, in ways in, in their performance? Well, it's one guy. It's Tamari Martin. You know what I mean? It's not Everyone's talking about Adam Reynolds, but the shift from Tamari Martin um, and moving their fullback out, who was you know a really, really good player, uh, at the back, they moved the psycho out of the club and he's gone to the Gold Coast and then put Tamari Martin in there, steadied the ship, steadied that young ship. Everyone's been talking about the Broncos and their young players and they need these senior players. Yeah. What they needed was someone at the back to steady the ship and direct them. And that's just taken all the pressure off Adam Reynolds. You know what I mean? So I was talking to Rick, I was talking to Rick this morning, like, how do you feel? Like he's been in the he's been mm. in the local competition for the last two years, and he should be playing here in New Zealand. He just signed yesterday a contract to extend for another two years uh, at the Broncos. The Broncos have arguably, Rick, arguably made the <laughs> signing of the season. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, the it's Huntley Hurricane number two, isn't he? Um, coming through, and great to see him <laughs> back too. Is he? You know, after everything he's been through, yeah. being fantastic. But like, mm. uh, you know, Kempi says he's he's coming, and it was a team that was so reliant on Adam Reynolds that you know sometimes you can sign a big player like that, and then everybody is hands off the tools, and they're like, he'll do it. And if you know, but now you've got somebody else that's in there uh, who's helping Adam Reynolds, and he's taking some of the load, and he's he's another threat that you have to worry about on D. Look, I I, I listened to. Um to Kevy Kevy Walters talk about Tamari Martin and the signing and what what he's brought to the team, and he mm. he basically when you listen to him, he's in shock, like himself. He's in shock. He's he, he's basically <laughs> saying, "Man, we we just like threw it into the wind this gamble," and he's gone and he's bought everything and more than we ever thought back to the team, and I'm signing him. I'm not letting him go. So, mm. you know, they, they, everyone's, you know, I don't know, Izzy, if you heard last year, when they brought this young this young Broncos team out, everyone at the beginning of last year, the pundits in Australia were saying, you know, the Broncos top eight, you know, their, their kids can play. Mm. They, you know, they, they've got a real good team. They're going to win the, they're going to win the comp. They're back, they're back. And they couldn't win a game. Now, they've always had the foundation. They just haven't had the, the direction. And isn't it funny, assigning a guy that has been out of the game for, I think it was 1,014 days or something like that, like that yeah. um, comes in and he's the difference. You know, they've gone, and, and, and it was a punt. 
You know, it saved, it saved Kevy Walters, I'm telling you. He saved Kevy Walters. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if like obviously Tomati was over here playing his club with his, all his family. If there was any conversation with Suarez, you'll know this kid. There probably definitely wasn't, or if he had any aspiration to go and play for the Warriors. If even that was on his radar, I'll tell you what. You I'm know, gonna, a lot I'll, of players here. I'll tell you what I'm going to do is he, I'm going to I'm going to get him on. I'm going to I'm going to go after him and get him on our show next week. Okay, because we we need okay. to talk to him. We just need to ask him the question. Good man, good man. What about this one? Quickly before we get off to Aroha and the news, Sal and Cobo, Renoff, tipped him to make the origin. Has he done enough for you? Uh, mate, if you don't know Cobo. Balta. If, oh, look, he's, you know, they're talking about a number of players being the next Greg Inglis. They reckon this kid here is going to mm. be better. Of course he's going to play mm. origin. It's going to be an interesting origin looking team for Queensland. Mm. Yeah, he's even better than G.I. Uncle. That's a statement. Clip that SCNZ <laughs> and chuck that up on the social. Please. I want to hear this. I want to get Uncle back on in, in a year's time and we'll react to this little statement from Tony Kemp. Awesome work, Uncle. Anyway, we're going to shoot off. We're going to go to Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Back with Love Racing shortly. <laughs> Yes, good morning. Welcome back to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. SCNZ. It's time for our Love Racing.NZ, your home for everything thoroughbred racing update. And well, I was sitting there going, how am I going to do this? We woke up Louis Herman Watt, LHW, before he goes off and goes. Morning, Louis. <laughs> Mate, you you didn't you didn't wake me up. I'm um I am the pump man. I am the hunt man, and I am boarding the plane Green man. Eggs about to go and find oh. me some ducks. <laughs> good man, good man. You must be excited, Lily. Good on you, man. Oh, what do you got for us? You know, it's, it's, it's rural Christmas Eve, is he? The, the atmosphere is yeah. fizzing at Auckland Airport with all of the non-Jaffers escaping the city to go and enjoy their Christmas around the country. Hey, um, what we do have is these good horses on the Gold Coast tomorrow. And, uh, look, I don't really know why the horses in the Gold Coast Cup that we're sending over, swords drawn for Mar- Richie and Murray, um, yep. uh, Dunhill for Calvin Tyler, Soprano Supreme. I've got no idea why they're Tokyo drifting, lads. I've got no idea at all. Mm. Because these things can all get through the wet. The rain's been terrible mm. over there. It's just when you think you might get a better track up at the Goldie, they can all chop through it. I mean, I really still don't think there's any reason you wouldn't be having an each-way ticket on swords drawn. Bigger weight, but you got um, Opie Bob get a length back there. Is this a bit of disrespect from the Aussies like we gave their Super Rugby teams, Louis? I mean, probably, and probably <laughs> fairly so, like we like it was for us as well. But, um, yeah, like the only thing I'd just be wary of punting Gold Coast is just be careful of the track. Just work out exactly what track you're on, because a lot of these horses would have been hoping to get a better track. Back here today, uh, Otaki, uh, that'll be good punting. Uh, Alchemia, we've got mm. the cash tip for race seven. Simon and Katrina Alexander have seen a couple of, uh, couple of smart ones down there. Uh, they've got another one later on the program, but Alchemia should be winning. And then race eight, Pinston was heavily backed and won Super Felisa Ladder last start. I just don't see why it doesn't mm. win again. It was tracked out recently after being backed on a Saturday on an Otaki Friday grade. I mean... 
what do we call ourselves? The hunt men, the punt men. Get a fistful. Lies, Louis. Lies, Louis. We'll, we'll let you go, mate. I know you're about to probably go to the Kuru Lounge, aren't you? Turn left. Turn left. I'm like I'm like the rugby league of uh, journalism, mate. <laughs> I'm going right all day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, hey, Louis. I I reckon. I you know you haven't even you haven't even mentioned it, but I reckon Gypsy Goddess is the best we got over there this weekend. Yeah, you do have a little bit of a, a thing for gypsies, don't you, um, Gypsy, gypsy Goddess? You, you, you loved it last night. I can't let you down. Um, but I, I really do think it's a super silly, so no issues backing Always Gypsy Goddess as well. No issues backing Gypsy hey. Goddess at all, Gypsy. Good man. Bang. Awesome. Awesome, Louis. Well, you go rip into your weekend, mate. We really appreciate you coming on your show, really. For your love racing.nz <laughs> update, mate. Take care. Have a great weekend. We'll hear from you on Monday, eh? Um, yeah. How many? Yeah, do- sure. How many? <laughs> how, how many Donalds? You reckon you get a bag today? Nah, uh, tomorrow I'm not sure, mate. I don't personally. I'm just there to talk crap. I don't do. I don't do much. You're, you're, good, <laughs> you're so good. You're so good at that. You're so good at that, brother. He's, he's, hey, he's boys, Olympic this, medal material. This plane's trying to take off. This plane's trying to take off, and if I can't catch that, I won't be able to catch a duck. All right, see ya. See ya, boy. See ya, mate. See ya, Louis. Take care. Look after yourself. Shoot responsibly. That's all I say, mate. Uh, loveracing.nz for all your thoroughbred racing news, previews, reviews, and more. There we go. Louis, who and what? Alchemia racing today at Autaki Uncle. And I've, I back Finston in its last start. It won really, really well. So, yeah, some nice horses at Autaki. And, uh,. I know you're back, Ricardo, and last mm. time you were on the show, you used to have the odd little tip and punt on the on the tab and you know, a little dollar each way. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that same, eh? Yeah, I was yeah, I've, I've I've been I've been looking for something, been looking for a bit of gold to to mm. put in when when we get Pitt Morris on, mate. So might have found something in race seven at Tarapa, but I'll 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 let you know later. Awesome. Awesome. All right, you know what time it is. You know what time it is. Oi. It's time oi. for Oi. 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 You like that little Oi. intro? You, you like that intro, Ricardo? Oi. I did that Oi. all for you. Mate. And I thought of you exactly when I was singing. I was like, Ricardo Ball, surely he must love my heavy metal voice. Oh, mate, it's so good. As he, I was just telling the boys <laughs> telling the boys uh, earlier, I was like, mate, when I was about 16, my first ever band, that was like the, pretty much the first song we learned. That yeah, song yeah, was yeah, a great track. <laughs> Great tricks. <laughs> oh, there you go. You know what a time it is. It is time for Quizzy Dag. 0800-150-811 for your chance. Every winner of Quizzy Dag goes into the draw to win an Epic Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500 experience, including flights, accommodation, and potentially Kempi on your left or right. Thanks to Willamette Travel. <laughs> there you go. Give us a call. 0800-150-811. Take on the Quizmaster. Questions on your radio Giving you the chance to head to the Gold Coast Five 
questions for the win. Supercars on the line. 0800 150 811, you're mine. It's Quizzy Deck. Give it a go. It's Quizzy Deck. Now don't you choke. It's Quizzy Deck. Who knows the most? It's Quizzy Deck. We're going to the go go. <laughs> Last time you were on, Ricardo, you, you ripped me out because my intro was longer than the whole part of the quiz. Is that similar? Similar, you, you similar, know what I'm similar. yeah. I prefer the song though this time, so it's all right. I don't mind so much. <laughs> yeah, all good. All good. we got a quiz for you today, giving you the chance to win a trip to the Gold Coast, courtesy of Willamette Travel. Go see the V8 supercars. Here we go. We've got John from Christchurch. He's opening the bat. Morning, John. G'day, uh, how are you, mate? Oh, very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Friday's got to be good. Tell us a lovely day down here, so she's got to be good. Yeah, she's a blue... Looks like she's going to be a blue day out there, mate. Love it, love it. Here we go. Rip into question number one. Who scored the opening goal in the Wellington Phoenix 2-1 win over Western Sydney last night? Uh, that is correct. Sammy Sutton. Question number two. How many NBA MVP awards has Steph Curry won? Five. <laughs> Tell me why you always Four. ask me questions. I'm just going to go. <laughs> What'd you say? Three. What'd you say? Three. 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 Sorry, John, it's not three. <laughs> See, that's why I put you at the top. I'm like, John, I've got to ask him a basketball question. He hates them. <laughs> Sorry, John. Have a good day. We're going to go to Brett. Uncle, Uncle Brett. Oh. Morena. Morena, whanau. Welcome to the Madhouse, Ricardo. <laughs> thanks, thanks, buddy. Te here, Queen. Oh, okay. Get to play. I hope Uncle Kempi made you a cup of tea this morning. He's a good host. Yeah, mate, he's a very good host, is our Uncle Kempi, mate. He, he, got me, he got me a pint of Guinness last night when we were having a brainstorming meeting about the show as well, so that was good. Giddy up. Giddy up. Giddy up. <laughs> All right, Brett, Step your chance. How many, how many NBA? Uh, yeah. How many MVP? Uh, MVP awards. How many totals? Is Steph Curry won. They won two. Yeah. They, they won two. He won two, I suppose. Yeah. That is correct, Brett. You got oh. it. Here, here we go. Here we go. Which player currently leads Super Rugby in points scored? Five. Ooh, uh, I don't even know why I came Brendan. down because you don't cheat. It's not Bodie. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Bodie. Jordy. Uh, <laughs> what a what a what a sly clue, Uncle. <laughs> so you didn't ask for a clue, but Uncle gave you a clue, okay? He was on, a, he was on such a run yesterday. He was on such a run yesterday, Uncle Brett. He just mate, he just a little bit just a little bit of a fee, you know, just give him a little bit. <laughs> Alright, Brady, question number four. Which ANZ premiership team does Whitney Soonis play for? She's at the pulse. Five. Ooh, nice. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is the pulse. Bring it home. Bring it home. I don't need pulling my buddy. 
There's a lot of nipple yeah, in my body. Yes. <laughs> nice. Question number five. Who kicked the winning field goal in the 1994 Rebel Trophy? Regal Trophy, not Rebel. <laughs> but he is oh, a bit of a re- he is a bit of a rebel. This fella, he is a bit of a rebel and a bit of a king, bit of a king, old uncle. He's a bit of a king, King Wally. <laughs> Sorry, mate, I've put you crook. Better not be a king from Waitara. Come on, come on. Got it. Oh, man. Oh, Kempi, did you write that? You wrote that last question, eh? You you obviously wrote that last question, eh, Kempi? Because I wouldn't mind you checking out your spelling. Dyslexic, eh? Dyslexic, mate. It probably looked like Regal. Oh. That's all, yeah. When you're typing it in, it probably looked like Regal to me. Oh, hey, well, well done, Brady. You're going into the draw, mate, to, to win a trip to the Gold Coast, courtesy of Willamette Travel. Well done, my uncle. Awesome. Oh, that's, that's me and you, eh, Cassie? Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm you, coming you, I, hope you, hey. I hope you're talking to me. <laughs> my cousins, my family, my whole ACNZ family. We're all coming here. Yeah. We're all going to borrow Dagger's Golf Club. Yeah. Head to the GC and reconnect with some Andes, eh, Brady? Oh, good. Oh, good. Brady, thanks very much for calling, and we'll hey. chat to you on Monday, brother. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. You too, and happy Mother's Day. Uh, what day is yeah. it? Saturday, on Monday. Yes, that is the answer. But what is the question, Brett? <laughs> so, uh, my two, those who have lost their mum, they uh, dagger, we got you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Nice, brother. Awesome, bro. Thank you. Yeah, it's a big day, Sunday, for us all. Uh, appreciate your call, Brett. And thanks to everyone that called in on the call machine. We really appreciate it. We'll be back Monday to give you another chance at winning the Quizzy Dag to go on the draw to win a trip over to the Gold Coast. Awesome, boys. Yes, it is Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day on Sunday, and uh, it's a special day in everyone's household. Lads, you, you got anything special you got planned for Sunday, boys? Uh, my mum is still around, is he? Um, and, yeah, I, I just... She's not one. She she look. This is a real funny story, but my mum doesn't even know when my birthday is. <laughs> True story. Like uh-huh. every year, she doesn't know when when my kids' birthdays are. She's just she she would have no idea that it's Mother's Day. She doesn't celebrate anything. But so you I, can get away with it. Well, but I make sure that I give my mum a call and just tell her how much I love her. Yep. You know what I mean? So she's um yep, pretty special, pretty special woman, uh, Lizzie Kemp. Uh, yeah, but I t- I t- I'm telling you right now, is it? She have no idea that it's Mother's Day this Sunday. Um, but yeah, we we we're talking to uh, Phoenix Karaka, uh, uh shortly, and you you listen to this interview, uh, and you also listen to the background of this interview, and it sort of really brings home what it means to be a mother. Um, so yeah, this weekend it's really about the, you know those wahine tour in our in our life. Um, you know, my partner who looks after the kids and. My mum, I'm just, you know, I'm just grateful that they actually get a day to celebrate and they get, they can sit down. Yeah. Well said, Kempi. 
Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll head up to Walkworth and catch up with my mum. She's 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 up there, uh, and uh, my partner's mum. She's uh, she's had an op, um, so we'll probably we'll probably leave her alone for a week to to rest and recuperate. Uh, and we're already doing heaps of stuff for for my missus. Uh, she had a I ordered her, I ordered her, her favourite album on vinyl and turned up yesterday. I told her she was allowed to open it early because nice. it turned up yesterday. And my daughter's got something for her as well that she she went shopping with Nonna for Mum for Mother's Day when she was up there last weekend. So she's got that. So yeah, we'll do we'll we'll, we'll have a big week family weekend right across the weekend. I think because I'm going to go uh, visit my Nonna or my old Nonna. He's 94. We're going to go visit oh. him as well. And yeah, so it's going to yeah. be a family weekend this weekend. Izzy, you wouldn't know what vinyl oh, is. Just... Oh, you think that's a cake? <laughs> no, no, I'm not a vinyl, man. I've got, I've got a machine here. I've got a vinyl recorder machine here, mate. I've got a, I've got a whole vinyl, vinyl recorder machine. <laughs> I've got a vinyl uh, play uh, player. Yeah. You know, a record you know player. I mean. Record player, Izzy. <laughs> record player. Turn that's table. it. I've yeah. got one Turn here. Yeah. I've got one here. Uh, anyway, shut up, Uncle. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What are you doing for your mothers or your, your wives that, that are mother of your kids? Let us know on double eight double three. We'd love to hear from you on the text machine. We'll be back shortly. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Good morning. Welcome into this Friday, the 6th of May. We love a Friday on the show. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Shout out to Ryan Fox. He's six under. After the first round of the British Masters, he's on fire. He's tied for first, uh, going extremely well. We spoke to Marcus Wheelhouse the other day. He's in a good headspace, playing some solid golf. He had a break back in New Zealand. He put the fishing to the side and put some hard yards in on the greens and the fairways, and he's uh, obviously reaping the rewards at the moment. he come off as uh, tied ninth at his last event. So uh, Ryan Fox doing good things in the golfing world. Coming up, we're going to talk to Phoenix Karaka. Mother's Day this Sunday, we spoke about it. She's an athlete, she's a mother, she's juggling it all while trying to play some top-line netball for the Mystics. We're going to have a good catch-up with her and also cross over to the Gold Coast with Sean Ritchie. Looking forward to that. Big couple of hours coming up. We'd love to hear from you on the text machine. I've got a few texts. I'll get to those very, very shortly. But right now, how about you two? I'm craving a McCafe. Mm. I'm going to go get me one. I want to come back, I'm going to be full of energy and rip into these next couple of hours. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We've got Tony Kemp, Ricardo Ball. We've got Joe and Kez in the back room. We've got Aroha doing a great job on the news. We are bringing you the next two hours of sport updates, interviews, some great guests coming up on the show. We've got Sean Ritchie out of the Gold Coast. He is trainer 
of swords drawn racing in race three over there. And there's a big Kiwi contingency as well. Plenty of Kiwi horses to maybe get your connections into. So we're up into that about 7.40 for our Waikato racing catch-up. And shortly we'll catch up with Phoenix Karaka. Because it is Mother's Day this weekend. It's a special day. We need to celebrate it. Uh, yeah, so we've got some of that. And we're going to talk some uh, football after 8 o'clock as well. We've got Fred Dijon, obviously the Phoenix winning 2-1. They have guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. They've got one more game before they head to the playoffs. So we'll have a chat to him about that. But before we get off to Phoenix, I'm going to read you this text message, uh, Kempi. Morning, Kempi. What's your thoughts on Volkman and the Freddie Lusick potentially joining the Warriors' immediate water shambles NRL and the contracts and trading? Mate, is there, is there a window that you can't do this? No. That I, I think, I think <laughs> like, man, I don't know 100%, but I think what COVID's um, done and... You know the the the, the way players hey, go down has allowed them to trade. Like your wife said, you can't use that as an excuse anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> mate. Look, I, Freddie Lussick is a hooker. I think it's a good thing. I think if you yeah. if they can get him here, um, you know, mm. bring him in, bring him in, bring him into the fold. And Volkman, uh, you know, as we saw with the the young kid that played five eight last week. Um, look, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think I think if they've signed for the club and you can get him here, get him here. What I don't like is that you can do that. You know what I mean? It's just disruptive. We're round, what, what, what are we, round mm. eight, round nine of the competition? And already mm. so much movement. You know, which I, was, I was listening to Wayne Bennett talk about um, signing for feeder out of the Gold Coast last mm. night. Round nine, you know what I mean? And the Titans are battling. And all, and, and, and and Bennett's talking about taking their best player off their hands. Like, man, just, you know, I, you know, my honest opinion is, he, I think this is mm. at the top of the list of the NRL. And by the end of the year, we're going to hear about a draft window. Oh, we need to because they've got to, to be stop, something. They've got to stop this. Yeah, yeah. Because look, it's it's weird. Like a lot of these players will be playing against their old opposition. Obviously, the Rabbitohs will take on the Warriors shortly. You got uh, Nikarima potentially going there. And, and look, I don't know how the systems run, but obviously they've got planned moves, set plays, names. And like this, you know, Nicolim is going to go there. The week of, of uh, that game, he's going to be full front of the team meeting and say, this is what they do. They'll go to Esh out the back. This is who they're trying to hurt. This is who they're trying to isolate. So it's just a weird situation. Obviously, exactly. the opposition have to stop it. But, uh, yeah, it's funny. It's a funny old game. But um, we'll rip into that a bit shortly, uh, a bit more detail from you, Uncle. Keep those text messages coming through. Great text messages there about Freddie Lussick and Volkman potentially joining the Warriors. But right now, yesterday we caught up with Phoenix Karaka and we had to catch up with her. Obviously, she's busy trying to uh, play netball and be a mother, so we had to pre-record this. All right, it's seven past seven. This is what she had to say. Fairs and Izzy. Fairs and Izzy for breakfast. And as we know, our mums are the true champions. Phoenix Karaka is a defender for the Northern Mystics who is back for her first full season since having her beautiful baby girl and she has been smashing it. Yep, it hasn't been the easiest of journeys. Go with her partner, Patrick Tuipoloto, uh, playing rugby over in Japan. Uh, she joins us now, Phoenix, on the line. Good morning, Phoenix. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm good. I'm good. I can hear you. Good can... morning, actually. Yeah, I can hear your baby in the background. What have you been up to? Oh, just, um, she's broken up with a bit of a, a cough and a snotty nose, so... You know, typical mum, got a cancel the kohanga day and um, have uh, relatives that um, 
luckily don't work, so I can drop her off to them so I can go and do my things that I need to get done. <laughs> oh, look, I've been talking about it on the show. I can't believe how you mums do it. You know, you, get, you carry your uh, your tamariki around on your arms and and shoot goals in the other arm, you know, up in this in the Premier competition. <laughs> How's the season gone for you so far? Um, for me personally, just a, a little bit up and down. Um, in the first round, I got hit by COVID, and then missed, I think it was the first two two games, and then my first game back, I came back and I got concussion, so I missed another. I think two games after that, so it's been a bit up and down. But I think, um, considering those roadblocks, I, I feel like I'm <laughs> performing well enough. Um, considering the COVID, the long COVID that I've got at the moment, um, but obviously we'd love to be on top of the long COVID to be able to perform um, for longer periods of time. Yeah, and and on top of that, you you're a solo parent because Pat's up in Japan earning the yen. <laughs> Um, how, how have you yeah. found how have you found balancing motherhood um, and training with with uh, with Patrick being away? Uh, preseason I found very easy. I, I guess the pressure of not having to consistently perform um, in a game wasn't there. So the structure of uh, my organisation was really good. But then the added pressure of the games and then COVID and concussion, I think, got on top of me for a bit. And then I was a bit burnt out. So um, not having that moral support with Pat not being at home was quite difficult. I mean, I've got such a good support system here um, in Auckland anyway. But um, I guess it's just, you know, there's no one to kind of get into bed with and be like, man, that was a hard day and kind of reflect on um, how the day has been and just, I guess, having to cook is one of my big things I don't like doing and that was one of Pat's jobs at home, so um, having to constantly cook um, you know, if it was just me it would be easy to just kind of, you know wing it and just get anything but because now Palmer's on solids and eating everything, um, I kind of have to make dinner every day, so Mm. Um, it's, it's been difficult, um, to be honest, but uh, getting through it, I think I've got about two two to five more weeks left until Pat's back home, so I'm just um, yeah, really enjoying as much time as I get with this Palmer for now, and then yeah, just uh, can't wait to have him back home. Oh yeah, us Tane are taking it too easy, eh? When you think about it from a motherhood's perspective, I can hear your hear your baby in the background singing us a song as as we talk. But you know, the cooking, the cleaning, the looking after the tamariki, taking them to kura, um, you know, the balancing that you're doing um, without having your Tane here. What what for you growing up? You know, and we you know this co- this conversation has really all week been about mothers, and we have got mothers down Sunday. What does Mother's Day mean for you? Like growing up with your mum, what what and what and how did you celebrate Mother's Day with your mother? To be honest, I probably mum never really um, wanted to celebrate Mother's Day. She always thought it was a bit of a scam. But um, now being a mum myself and doing this part at the moment solo, my mum was a single mother as well. So I. I think I had a lot more appreciation for her day. Um, 
even though it's just one day, um, I think I would really love to celebrate my mum and all the mums that have been in my life. And um, it's a hard job, eh? Like, I think it's the hardest job ever. So um, for her to be able to do it by herself, but with support, obviously. But um, And being an only child, uh, I was probably a little bit on the verge of being a spoiled brat. So... <laughs> Um, that, that wouldn't have been easy as well. But, um, no, I have, I think for me, it means a lot more now being a mother myself now. Yeah. And, and Phoenix, you know, you guys are playing this Sunday. How, how are you and the rest of the mums in your team going to be celebrating Mother's Day when you know that you've got to go out there and put your body on the line? You know, I guess we've been doing it for so long and, um, it just makes it a lot more worthwhile seeing our babies on the side of the court um, cheering us on. In Palmer's uh, view, though, she's screaming and just wanting to come and give me a cuddle and sit on the bench with me. But um, it's always very nice having them there. But uh, we've been doing Me and Sulu, the two mums on the team, have been doing it for oh, how many years now? So we're used to it. Sulu's been a mum for eight years now, mm. so she's used to it as well. But, um, you know, I think that there is that recognition that we do have a lot more going on where we have dependents, so it's a lot harder for us to get to training and stuff like that. So the, the team is very understanding when we're unable to make a gym session, which is early in the morning. So I think um, the appreciation for us is happening throughout the season. It's not just on Sunday, so... We're really thankful for the girls um, for being really understanding. Yeah, that, uh, that's that's awesome. That's what a what an awesome culture that you're um, that you're associated with. And and Pat being up in Japan, you know, have you have you told him? You know, it's just not Mother's Day one day when you get back. It's Mother's Day every day for me. <laughs> <laughs> What's Pat up for when he gets home? I said to him, as soon as you're home, bro, I'm going on out for like a whole month. I'm going to on holiday. I'm just going to do whatever I want. And he said, yep, sweet as. And then next minute I hear that ABs have got calls over in South Africa. And I'm just like, oh, you know what? We can just wait until the end of the year, have a family holiday. Um, as hard as it's been, I think it would be harder for me to be away from Palmer and Pat again for so long. So, um, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to having him home and us being a family I think has missed some crucial time um, in her growth at the moment and learning. So um, just have him home and um, be able to celebrate those milestones with him would be awesome. Well, I hear that, um, yeah, and Pat will probably appreciate this, and, and you definitely will, I hear that uh, in Fiji, the Six Senses uh, Resort, okay, Phoenix, the Six Senses Resort is the place to go on Manila <laughs> Island. All right, so hit Pat okay. up for that one. You go spend some of that yen on you. Hey, just a final question before you let, we let you go. Um, what what message have you got for your mum this week, this weekend on Mother's Day? What's your message um, that you're going to put out there to? Um, oh, I think it's just to really hard question. I think there's so many things that we could be saying to mothers. Um, but I think for me, the biggest thing was that it, 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 it's not going to get easier, but it, you, you will work it out and you will find a way to work it out. Um, I think 
I mean, it'd be nice to say that it, it does get easier. I think the challenges change, but there's always a way to get through it. Um, and I, I've found that when I had been at a roadblock, um, someone's always helped me to get through. And I think, you know, don't be shy to ask for, for help when you need it because we, we do need it and we, we are superwomen, but we can't do anything. Oh, ten. Tēnei te mihi ki ākoe moto kōrero i te atanei. Phoenix, thank you very much for joining us on Baz and Izzy for breakfast and sharing um, your journey this year. All the best this Sunday and uh, can't wait for Pat to get home and you to send us in those photos from the Six Centres in Malolo and Fiji. Have a good good one. Talk soon. Thank you. Bye. I remember the late nights. I wouldn't get home till 7, 7.30 and at trainings twice a week and game days were Saturdays. And the smell of socks, muddy boots. The hours and hours at the pool. But that was the commitment. In my heart, I knew one day will be paid off. I remember the first international call-up. Scoring two tries on your debut. And um, just listening to that national anthem. In that New Zealand kit. It's amazing. And I was really happy because I got to share it with my family. I'm Ross's mum. Sophie Pascoe's mum. I'm Sam Kane's mum. And I'm Israel Degg's mum. And I'm very proud of you, boy. There you go, eh? That's, uh, that's an ad mum did a while ago. And, uh, yeah, it's cool to hear it, boys. Um, Mother's Day, special day on Sunday. And uh, we heard from Phoenix Karaka, and we've got a text message here. Hearing Pat and Phoenix Baby in the background is the cutest interview ever, guys. Put a smile on my face. I want to hear from you at home, double eight, double three, what your plans are for Sunday. If you've got any plans that you're going to do for your special mom or your special wife or, or you know, partner, that, that a partner to your uh, mothers of your kids, let us know on the text machine, double eight, double three. We've got a fragrance to give away courtesy of the team at the Chemist Warehouse, and we want to give it to you, the best text message out there. So, uh, yeah, that was an awesome interview with Phoenix um, Kempi. Well done, mate, and uh, we're going to obviously react to that. Um, yeah, it's pretty special to hear her and, and obviously um, Baby in the background and, and the sacrifices they do, uh, you know, to, to play top-line professional netball and be a mother. You know, you could hear Baby in the background. Pretty special interview, mate. Yeah, and well, I didn't know that was your mum, is he? I'm bloody fighting back tears here. Um, just, I it just brought back the memory of when I when I represented my country. You know, you do the same thing, and your mum's sitting up in the grandstand with your dad. And I'll never forget. I've just got this image in my head of going, you know, walking off the field, played Aussie down in Rotorua, and yeah. my mum and dad would, you know, come up from Waitara, and and my uncles there, and my partners there, and and just it's a reality in it, you know, like. Um, special people in our lives. Um, that interview with with Phoenix yesterday, when her baby started singing in the background, mate, it put a smile yeah. on my face. And she she tried to apologise, and I said, "Nah, man, that's that's what makes you you guys so special." You know, like um, mm-hmm. I when when you're when you're talking to professional athletes, especially mothers, you know, we're talking to the ferns, and, we, and we've talked a little bit about it with Christine Sue when she came on and said, you know, the the, yeah. the equity in the game about understanding what women have to put up with, and then we got Lydia Co come on and talking about her period, what she's playing, and just the realities of being a woman in professional sport. Um, 
it's taken it's taken it to a different level today. You know, yeah. I, I used to think about it from my mum's perspective, being a supporter. But when you take it to an athlete and they're actually carrying babies to the side of the court um, and other women are mm. looking after your whanau while you're out there performing so that people like us can watch them on TV and, and support them, just, you know, that Phoenix nailed it. Um, mm. and, you know, the, I did say, look, I did. You know, the reason I said go to Six Senses in Malora Island in Fiji because <laughs> Pat needs to pay. Seriously, Pat needs to pay. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that little little bit of bets that you're you're him with Phoenix, mate. And he's obviously uh, been away for a long time, and he'll be hurting. You heard her talk about missing just special moments uh, in baby's life. Um, you know, like growing up, just simple walking. You know, just little things like mum, dad, or just little moments that that he's he's going to miss. But I guess when you think about it. As a as a you know as a bloke and as a sports lover, you probably don't you probably lose sight of that side of of women athletes, eh? The, the the struggles they go through with their bodies, the changes, like it's a it's a miracle to even have a kid, and and to you know bring these little humans into our world. And I guess when you're so selfish and you think of sport and you think of athletes and you think of women, you don't really look at the life side of it. So it's actually quite cool to put a perspective on it and see and hear her at home with her kids, trying to make the kid breakfast, trying to put the good nutrition in her own body and, and you know, fighting back the urge to maybe eat that last chicken nugget or those two nuggets that have been left on the side, you know, like little things like that that they constantly have to juggle I, with. I it's, always lose that battle. I'm an all, mate. <laughs> I'm, I, I do too, mate. We all do, I think. Boys, dad bod galore. I lose that battle to the point that I get in the car and go back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, no, it was, oh. it, was be- it was beautiful, mate. And like to all the mothers out there, to all the fathers that were listening, um, yeah. you know, that honestly, Izzy, I had no idea that um, intro was coming in about, you know, about mothers talking about their kids, and you know, especially you know, um, knowing how how much you love your mum. Just just don't forget the woman in your life. You know what I mean? Like the amount of work yeah. that they do. Being a, we're lucky being men, seriously. Uh, I I, could, yeah. I have I remember when when I first had kids and I had um, my mate saying what's it like mate you know what's it like you know having your first kid I said I can't I couldn't describe it you know I run into players for a living I said there's nothing mm. <laughs> women put up with ten times as much pain more pain than we do having a child you know what I mean so <laughs> yeah. and then they got to put up with that child yeah. for twenty years it's yeah. like uh, you know just don't forget who twenty longer uncle uh, go around forever for, forever forever you know as you know you know well that's the other thing too is you know you talk about um being in, like you know in phoenix's position being a professional athlete playing netball you know not just feeding the kids mm. and looking after the kids but you know the other thing that I'm real conscious of you know you know how important sleep is to an athlete and having young children, oh, yeah. mate, sleep yeah. sleep is a foreign concept, right? A lot of the time. So how do you how do you perform mentally at your sharpest and at your best when you have sleep deprivation, especially as a female athlete? Because I know with my daughter, I think a lot of kids are the same at those young ages. Mm. They don't want dad at three o'clock in the morning. They want mum, you know. And and so and there's no substitute. See, see, Rick, this is the point that I, I've been trying to make all week around equity. You know, like what Phoenix said, like some, you know, we got to find the coach up. Sometimes we can't make the morning session because of our kids. It was just like, yeah, that's a, that's really acceptable. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I think when Izzy talked about, um, and you talked about, 
you know, they, they, they came in, they put a full woman around the Phoenix, put a full woman um, contingent around them. Mm. It was about really understanding what they've got to actually put up with day to day, not 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 from 10 to 12 doing a weight session, yeah. for instance. It's like every minute of the day they've got the, they've got something else going on in their back in the background. So, um, yeah, Izzy, like mums, yeah, like I said, you know, Back back when I was when I was travelling in the back of the car to every tournament around the Mutu, um, it mm. was my mum and dad sitting there, and it was generally my mum that was making sure that my bags were packed. You know, remember there was, I don't know if your mum used to do this, but mum used to always iron a crease in my jeans. Like, <laughs> really? You know, the, have you ever? Yeah, you know, I don't know if you ever see, but when you go out to a pub and you see an old guy and he's got a middle crease right down the yeah, middle of his jeans, yeah. And I used to say to her, "Stop doing that! Stop!" and, and <laughs> Mate, she would she would iron my pajamas. I'm like, Mum, you know, like I've got to go. I've got to walk, wear those in the marae with everybody. You know, like they they haven't got jamas. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they they were just Mums so everything. Mate, they were so supportive of you. You know, and that's you know, I just remember yeah. that that's why you know why I wanted to be so successful was to make my mum proud. Even today, like I, I talk about it, the loudest person in the in the stadium was my mother. She came to. I'll yeah. tell you. I'll tell you a story really quick. I'll tell you the story. My mum, my mum had, my mum's never travelled. I flew her to England. Yeah. Like my boy had colic. Okay, he had colic for six months, and my my partner yeah. said, "Oh, man, she's going, she's going mental." I was at training. I come home. My boy never cuddled me until um, he was six months old. Wouldn't come near me. Just yeah. screamed. Man, he just had this really bad colic. I said, "Let's get my mum over. She's a, she's an old Māori woman. She sort this out." My mum flew into to England. Never flown before. Flew into England. Came home. Said, "You two go out." First night we'd been out for six months. Came back. My boy's asleep. Yeah. And anyway, anyway, um, the the, sto- the story with my mum is that um, she basically just said, "Get on with it, mate. Stop worrying about <laughs> stop worrying about that boy. Get on with it." And yeah. you know, even oh, mo- a- even today, she still does the same thing. It's awesome. Mothers know best. Mothers know best. Unc. Uh, great stories. Well, let's head over to our mother of our show, the mother of the station of an SCNZ. Let's head over to Aroha with the news for Kubota together. We are shaping and building New Zealand. Yeah, thank you very much. Aroha with uh, news and sport there for us. Time for the uh, Choices Flooring Poll. See your floor change in an instant with Room View and thought, well, with Mother's Day this weekend... Which mother of all sports events do you most want to go to? There are some big sports events. We only have four yeah. options in here. Could have put more in. Uh, and if you've got another option that mm. we've left out, then uh, feel free to text us through on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight double three, uh, with your options. But here are the options we've gone with, uh, Izzy. Uh, which of these mother of all sports events do you most want to go to? Champions League final, State of Origin decider, Formula One Monaco, or the Masters? <laughs> Oh wow! They are, uh, those bottom two. I'm I'm stuck on the bottom two, but I've yeah. got to go for the bottom one. I've got to go for the Masters. The I, I always wanted to go to the Masters. Let's do it. I had an opportunity two years ago, then COVID happened, and I never got around to it. So Masters for me, Rick and Kempe. That's got to be it. Yeah. What about you, Kempe? Ah, uh, well, well as he's around there drinking beers with you know all the all the old boys, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. <laughs> I'll be at Monaco, mate. You'll be at Monaco. I'll be at Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll you, be sitting. I'll be sitting. You'll on be on someone's, someone's yacht. yacht you'll be you know, cruising, cruising up in the Ferrari to the casino, enjoying your tax-free status, chilling, chilling, <laughs> chilling, chilling out, chilling out at the beach. Uh, so jump on uh, the SCNZ app and uh, vote in that choices flooring poll. Which mother of all sports events would you most want to go to? Champions League final, State of Origin decider, F1 Monaco. All the masters, let us know. And uh, like I said, if there's anything we've left out you think should be on there, uh, feel free to text us on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight double three as well. And, of course, we've got that fragrance to give away as well with the Chemist Warehouse too. So if you want to nominate your mum, tell us uh, why, you know, maybe we should uh, be looking at giving that fragrance uh, to you to give to your mum this Mother's Day. You can do that too on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight double three. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking racing and Sean Ritchie is going to join us out of the GC. Bears and Izzy are off to the races. Thanks to Waikato Stud, your source for a racehorse. Yes, time to head to the track with Waikato Stud, but this track is over in the Gold Coast, and we hear it's raining. It's raining over at the GC while that's doing the Kiwi contingency, particularly swords drawn favours. Loves the wet, loves a heavy track. Sean Ritchie is the trainer of Swords Drawn and racing in race three over in the Goldie on Saturday. Got a good, good chance and he's going to join us over there. It's nice and early, but that's what trainers do. They get up early, they do the mahi while we're all sleeping so we can enjoy the treats on a Saturday afternoon. Sean Ritchie, morning. Good morning, boys. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. We know it's nice and bright and early over there, but you love getting up early and uh, taking the horses for a wee, wee gallop on the track, mate. How, how's things over in the Goldie? Pretty wet, actually. Normally, obviously, the overnight lows are much warmer than the Waikato that we're used to at home. But um, so we're getting a we're getting our moments of sunshine as well. But it's been a bit rainy this morning, and the track was already a bit saturated for Saturday anyway. So uh, this will just add to those New Zealand horses who, as you rightly say, love those wet tracks. <laughs> Mate, how have the horses settled in? Badger's Nuts and Swords Drawn, they've settled in well? Yeah, I didn't name him, by the way, Badger's Nuts. That was the other owner of that horse. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Izzy. Where did it come from? Where did it come from, mate? Tell us. Talk, give us a name. What? Why? Well, when he rang me and said, I want to call a horse Badger's Nuts, I said, you might be struggling there. He said, well, there's a horse called Ginger Nuts. And I said, yeah, but that's a biscuit. I said, you get away with that. And then he had a theory, he reckons, that, that perhaps the Badgers eat nuts. But I Googled it. Apparently, they eat earthworms. Hey, hey, Sean, hey, Sean you've got, you got uh, swords drawn. And this, there's a number of Kiwi horses over there at the moment, so you boys must be, must be catching up and having a good time. But what's, what's your best this weekend um, over there in, in the Goldie? Sure. Look, I think a lot of the boys, even the Sydney and Melbourne guys, like getting to this carnival. It's a kind of last chance to get some decent money for your horses before the winter kicks in. But as far as our chances are concerned, he's got a bit of weight towards drawn, which is harder on heavy ground because the more weight you carry, obviously it anchors you a little bit more, and um, that'll make it a little bit tougher for him. But obviously, with the same with that higher weight, it's a it's not as strong a field as we anticipated it perhaps would be. But I think our best chance on the weekend's probably closer to home at Tirapa. We've got a 
a really nice filly called in ruptured preferment filly. She won a first start and she's really improved. We took her out to Tirapa last week to have a look at the track and she galloped exceptionally well. I think she's about five to one. So she's probably our best winning chance for the weekend. But I got a horse I trained for the for the commentator, George Simon and his wife Mary Ann. That was called Queen of Soul. And she's about sixteen to one. She'll go forward and I think she might be the best value for us for the weekend for the punters. Yeah, Georgie Simon will ride that home for sure. He will. It'll carry a bit of extra weight there. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> nice, mate. Nice. Hey, um, so you're obviously carrying a bit of weight. How's Opie? Opie's settling in. Um, he's obviously got the ride on, on Saturday for Swords Drawn. Has he has been settling well? Well, I've been trying to stay away from Opie because he doesn't mind a quiet beer when he gets away from home. <laughs> I think he's got, he's got a couple of other quiet uh, light rides on the day, so I'm not too worried about sword drawn, but uh, we usually catch up, and he's uh, he's a hell of a good guy. And we used to be over here, of course, with Jamie, Jamie Richards, who's off to Hong Kong, but I dare say Mark will be here on the weekend, and the Kiwi presence will be felt on Saturday. Oh, good old Opie. Hopefully you can ride a couple of couple of winners for you. Tell them to stuff the pies and the beer, mate, until Sunday. Um, mate, you've also got um, Fetu running around after a bit of a spell. What, what's your thoughts on that uh, this weekend? Well, he started off his career with a with a bit of a bang. He came from well back and was impressive in his first start. And, and, uh, and then he should have probably won a second start. We give him a little spell, try to sort of give him a look after him a little bit. And Come back and had two misses as next prep, but we sort of worked out a little bit too late that he had a back issue, a sciatic problem. So we've got on top of that with another good break, but he hasn't raced for some time. So, And he's drawn a horrific barrier. He's out in the car park there by the retirement home, not near the racetrack, mm. and he jumps out of the gate. So, um, you know, I would say leave him alone this weekend. He'll get a long way back, and he'll make a little bit of ground. But when he gets to 2,000 metres, he's, uh, I think he's going to end up a nice sort of a horse. We just want to see him come back to form uh, before the winter kicks in, give him a little break over the winter, and he might be the sort of horse to get through the grades next spring and summer. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. It's, um, don't don't you love a trainer that's honest, Kimpy? Yeah, we had Al Sherrick on. I asked him about Just Ask Me. He said, mate, he's put on a bit of weight. He'll be last by a mile. Don't you love a trainer that just tells her how it is? Uh, well, hey, hey, Sean, have you got a, have you got an Al Sherrick story? And Al Sh- I have, but not one we can say on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful. What about up-and-comers, Sean? Like, you got anything in there, a yearling that um, you've got your eye on that you think's going to be a um, something special uh, next year? Yeah, I think probably our our, uh, our nicest lineup of horses are our rising terrors. We got some um, some lovely horses there. I got a horse that I like quite a lot. He's uh, he's called Hammer Time, like similar to MC Hammer. You name it after me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think MC Hammer could dance a little bit. I'm not sure about your moves out of that. <laughs> well, you'll have to ask Al Sharrick. He'll know. Yeah, I'm sure he does. <laughs> now, I, I really like that horse. He's the type of horse I think we'll get to it maybe again his derby next year. He's had one trial, got back run third. and uh, So from a long-term perspective, I think he might be one to follow. Awesome, awesome. Hammer time. We'll be looking forward to that one. Sean Ritchie out of the Gold Coast. All the best over the weekend, mate. We really appreciate your time. Short's drawn. Opie Boston. If anyone can get it done, there's only one Opie. He'll get it done for you, mate. All the best. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Cheers. That was awesome. Sure, that was awesome, yeah, isn't nice, he? Yeah, nice and early over there. And he's up and about, mate. And uh, says it how it is. Obviously, carrying a bit of weight. Swords drawn. You think that'll be a big effect? Obviously, Kempe. And tell me, 
Obviously, it won its last start because it ruined me in the Hawke's Bay Cup down here. I watched it race. It beat my horse leaderboard uh, and uh, just by a nose, right on the line. But uh, why does it carry the most weight? And also, has it got a chance? Yeah, no, it's ra- it's ra- it's rating. It's that, that's why it carries carries the mm. weight because of the rating. The handicappers give it the weight. Um, but in the yeah. in the fields, I, I reckon Swords Drawn's the best bet because uh, because of the mm. the lack of uh, horses with with um, I guess the the experience of Swords Drawn, but also you know it's it's not, it's not a really strong field. So um, mm. the other thing that you've got to be really careful of though is is when when a trainer says this is my best. Um, horse that I reckon over the weekend, and he's gone into the one that's running over here in Tarapa, um, enraptured. Yeah. Uh, you've got to you've got to have a look at it. So that's race five at Tarapa, enraptured. Uh, he's gone is is probably his best bit of the weekend. So yeah, even though they're over in Aussie, and you've got a you've got your best one of your best trainers saying, well, my best horse is actually back in New Zealand this weekend. If you want to have a, have a punt, then then you you sort of listen, you've got to listen to him. There you go. There you go, Ricardo Ball. Write that one I'm down. Right. Mate. I've, I've, I've already got that in. A flutter. Yeah. Mate, got to, <laughs> got to write that down. Uh, when Uncle Kempy gives you a tip, there's a man with a l- l- much larger TAB account than either of us is, you've got to follow it in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. Now, it was good. It was good to chat to Sean Ritchie, but we're going to tack right here a little bit, Uncle, and I want to ask you about the new team in the NRL coming up shortly. I want to talk to you about the Papua New Guineans. They've, they've put their hand up, and could they be competitive? And is that a viable option for the NRL to maybe consider Papua New Guinean NRL team to be a part of, of the big league? Now, I want to ask you that after this. We'll shoot off for a wee break, and we'll be back shortly. you listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. Yes, that's right. Good morning. Welcome into Baz and Izzy for breakfast. SCNZ, we're asking you, what are you doing for Mother's Day? What are you doing for that special mum in your life. Double eight, double three. Let us know on the text machine, the temper bedpost text machine. And uh, if you uh, send us a nice, passionate text message, you could walk away with a fragrance for your mum, courtesy of the team at Chemist Warehouse. So keep those text messages coming through on the text machine. And also remember, we are giving away a $50 TAB bonus bet to your bet of the weekend. So make sure you send those in as well, and you can win a bonus bet. Lots of options for some freebies, and we love freebies, and we love giving them away to our special listeners. But before we shot off, I ask you the question, Kempi and Ricardo. PNG, they've put in a bid. They're backed by the Prime Minister of Papua New Guinea, James Marapi. He is backing the PNG inclusion. He's spoken about including Fiji, Tonga, the Pacific Islands. It's not going to be a PNG team. It's going to be a Pacific Islands NRL team. Thoughts? Could it happen? I think on the back of what's happening in the Super, in the super Rugby um, competition, that's why that, that bid's come in. You know, you've got the Drua, um, mm. you've got the, the Pacific side down here in, in uh, Tamaki playing, and and Papua New Guinea, being their national sport up there as is rugby league, have decided to jump yeah. on the back of it and try and roll out an NRL team. My personal thoughts, uh, yes, it can work, but I think before that, uh, there's probably a couple of other franchises that will get their bit across the table before them. One is in Western Australia, which they, everyone thought they were going there uh, before they named the Dolphins. The other one is New Zealand. Everybody knows that there should be another franchise in New Zealand. And on the on the um, temper bed post text machine is a really good question here. Um, good show, guys. Kempe, do you think that the Wellington or Canterbury Bulls could possibly bid for an NRL? I've always said this. I've always said this. Yes, I do. I think 
you can't you can't go past the Crusaders. The setup, everything is there. The 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 DNA, the model, the Crusaders should bid for an NRL franchise. It got it. It's mm. it's 2022. Forget the rugby rugby league argument. Like make a really smart decision and make it an oval ball decision to say, right, we've got the best players in both codes coming down to the Crusaders. Whether I, I think they need to change your name, to be brutally honest, but that's another that's another discussion. Um, but <laughs> but bring them down to Christchurch and 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 give them the DNA. And I'll tell you what, they'll they'll be like a Melbourne. You know, there's a there's a great question. They'll be like a Melbourne. Your thoughts, Rick? Yeah, no, I like it. I like it, and I, I think you're right. I mean, the uh, uh, the Crusaders have got everything there. They've they're set up. They've got the structure. They've got obviously mm. this great relationship with the Melbourne Storm. They know how rugby league works. How NRL clubs are structured. I wonder whether or not you know as much of that is about Scott Robertson and Craig Bellamy trading stories as it is about picking up other know-how for something like this. And and I also agree they 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 should. Uh, I don't know if I'd go with the Crusaders as the name of your NRL team. I think I would go with something like, and I wouldn't even call it Canterbury or Christchurch, I'd go something like, I don't know, uh, for example, the Southern Sting or something, and then you own the South Island and you can play in Nelson, you can play in Dunedin and you can play in Christchurch and you own the South. Hell, you could even play in Wellington and still be the Southern, mm-hmm. whatever it happens to be. Uh, and, and then it's the Auckland Warriors and then the Southern team, you know? You know, Izzy, just, just on that, like... <sighs> Like I said, I've been saying this for years. What it leads into then is our own state of origin, north and south. You know what I mean? So you think about it from a state of origin perspective where you Mm. play state versus state. If you put another team down the South Island, then you've got island versus island. All right, and you go to the mm. NRL and you say the best players from the North Island and the NRL get picked in the north northern side, and the best players from the southern um, South Island get picked in the southern side, and then you create your own your own island of origin. You know? Yeah, I love it. But you know, that's, Love it, that's sort of those thoughts have been around. But You're not because, on the NRL board, are you, <sighs> mate? Jeez, put me on. He, he makes too me. much sense to be on any board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, mate, uh, you're right on the money. It, it makes sense for sure. Hey, yeah. as I want, to, I want to talk to you in the next hour too. I've got a little story that I found out last night from the PGG Rights and Turf guys about you. So I can't wait for the next hour, mate. I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. <laughs> oh no, who'd you catch up with, Mark Shaw? You see, Mark. You know, you know. You know it's <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for a bit of Country Clueless coming up after 8 o'clock. Great little chat there, boys, about the NRL. And just who will they go? Where will they go? New Zealand, PNG, there's a ton of options. South Island, you're both making sense, potentially being down here in Canterbury, but making it a South Island team. Love it. Anyway, coming up, we're going to talk to Fred Dijon. Wellington Phoenix, they had a great win last night against the Wanderers, 2-1. So coming up, that is our McCafe coffee catch-up. Keep those texts coming in back shortly. I'm going to go get me a coffee. I need one. One more hour left. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ.
morning. Friday the 6th of May. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. SCNZ. Baz is over in India. He's at the IPL. He's coaching the KKR, the Kolkata Knight Riders. Uh, he's doing some great things here. They got a win the other day, so they're back in the winning circle. Uh, hopefully, you can get on a bit of a heater and, and make it into the finals. But if not, we'll see Baz shortly. He'll probably be back. But right now, we've got Tony Kemp and we've got Ricardo Ball in the house with Joe and Kez in the back room and Aroha keeping us, well, keeping us together on, on Breakfast Show. You know, holding the fort down as she does. That's hard work. Fluently. <laughs> yeah, it's hard work. Yeah. Effortlessly, I must say. But anyway. Uh, I'm going to read a few text messages, boys. Uh, good morning, Izzy, Kempi, Ricardo, Aroha, Keza, and Joe. Would love to win a fragrance for Mother's Day in my life. Our Sunday rundown is my wife gets to spend the day doing whatever she wants, however she wants, after breakfast and prezi from the kids. In the evening, her mum comes over and myself and the kids cook dinner for both of them while they sit back watching TV and drinking a nice champagne. That is from Mark, our good friend from Tauranga. That sounds like a great day for our mothers. Well done, Marky. Awesome, awesome work. And then Dino, Daggy, I'm sending $50 worth of flowers to my awesome mum who lost her partner since 16. She, she's now 80. Dad died the 7th of March. I rang you guys the day after he died. So, guys, she deserves everything. Simple as that. Love her to bits. We, all, we always don't see eye to eye, but thanks, mum. Have an awesome Sunday, all mums out there. That is from Dino, our good mate down in Dunedin. Awesome, Dino. So keep those text messages coming through on the Temper Bedpost text machine, or even better, give us a call on the Kennards Hire phone line 0800 150 and tell us how you're spending your Mother's Day. They are very, very special to us, and we love them to bits, and we need to celebrate it. Not only Sunday, we celebrate them every single day. I've got a few uh, tips here too, lads. And Staffy's listening to the show. Welcome in, Staffy. And gra- oh, quick shout-out to Zaid. Quick shout out to Zade. Yesterday, joined Staffy's show. He's a long time listener. He's been a part of all of our shows. He listens the entire day. He loves his sport. He's very, very passionate. And he went on Staffy's show yesterday, and he did a great job. Oh, great didn't job. he? I just like to give, yeah, yeah. just like to give Zade a, a big nice hand, big hand round of applause for beautiful Zade. He's um, mm, it was cool. We got to um, interview Mike Angove and for C, uh, CKB um, Kick, City Kickboxing, and did a great job there. Uh, yeah, pretty special. That's what we do. We wouldn't be doing our job without our listeners, so you're a big part of it. So Staffy's message, and he says, yes, Kempi, on the NRL team you know down Staffy. south. New Zealand, New Zealand origin. New Zealand origin. And then Dino obviously loves everything Kempi says. Kempi, you are so onto it. South Island, name <laughs> the coasters. Man. And I bet it doesn't take 27 years <laughs> to win the NRL. Shot there Dino. you go. <laughs> We've got a couple of um, couple of tips coming through as well for the uh, for the fifty dollars TAB bonus bet that you uh, will win for your greatest multi. All we tip going into the weekend sport. But right now we're going to talk some football, lads, and I'm going to throw it over to you, Kempi, to introduce our next McCafe coffee catch up. Sure, Izzy. It's time for a McCafe coffee catch up, and we know it. The Wellington Phoenix are officially through to the A League finals, and they did it with a win and a game to spare. Jeez, who would have thought, mm. eh? Yeah, Ricardo, mate, doing cartwheels in here. Western Sydney and Parramatta, <laughs> they gained the point they needed through a stunning goal from Reno Piscop- Piscopo. 
Hopefully I've got that name right. Fred DeJong sure knew how to strike a ball. Of course he did. Mate, he's a great player, Fred. And, he can, and can talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles. He's with us this morning. Hey, Freddie, how you going, mate? I'm very good, man. Very good. Mate, you must be happy. You must be happy with that um, that win last night. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, um, you know, uh, ugly in the first bit, but I thought the second half they were good. And so, you know, and, and uh, in the end, deserved winners. I think also because they had a goal disallowed for a really, really tight mm. offside call, um, so the margin could have been bigger. Um, but to get to make play um, to make the playoffs, um, having gone through all the stuff they've gone through this year, I think um, mm. that's a real credit to to the coach and the, and the players. Mate, what about Ollie Sal? I was talking about the last fifteen minutes at the start of the show, and I was watching that, and obviously the Wanderers put them under a ton of pressure opportunities, hitting the crossbar, everything was happening. That game had it all. But Oli Sale, how, how, how big has he been for this Phoenix outfit? And it's great to see he's made the sacrifice for the All-Whites. He's turned down the All-Star game against Barcelona, so he's committed to New Zealand. Oh, I, I, unreal, man. I mean, he, he, mm. he was probably the difference in keeping him in the game. Um, and I think pro- probably the Phoenix are good for a point anyway, but I mean... You know, then then it would have gone into the last game for, to make the playoffs, and you know you got the angst of all that. Um, so I, I, you know, he he's been an outstanding. I mean, Kempi would be the only guy that you want to substitute in for Ollie Sale at the moment. <laughs> you, you know, know it. So it would be he's that he's that good at the moment. So I mean, some of the saves he pulled off, especially the one he tipped it onto the post. Yeah. Now that that's like a world class save. It was actually quite good yesterday because we got. Like you saw that within the in the Champions League as well with uh, Philip Courtois from Real Madrid, two unbelievable goalkeeping mm. displays on show yesterday. So. Um, did, mate, we were watching that game. Just talk a little bit about that. We were watching that game uh, yesterday morning, Fred. When he when he um, saved that goal on the line and then went back down, they scored two goals in the next six minutes to get through. What yeah. what, what was your take on that game? Oh, if if you ever want to see. Uh, have an abject lesson in momentum shift. Mm. Just turn the last five <laughs> minutes of that game on and then watch the extra time. It's just like, you know, Man City cruising, as you say, saved off the line. Courtois saved that one off the off the sole of his boot, just tipped it around the post. Um, you know, so all the, all the momentum was with Man, Man City. And then, and then suddenly, suddenly it just switched over. You know, two goals to Real Madrid mm. um, in the la- in, within a minute, and then suddenly you're in extra time. You're at the Bernabeu. You've got 80,000 people screaming, um, backing you. And, you know, there was only going to be one winner after that. And so, um, yeah, from, from a momentum perspective, um, unbelievable um, shift in momentum in the last, last few minutes of that game. Fred, Real Madrid this season have knocked out PSG, Chelsea, yep. and now Manchester City, right? Uh, and they've been, I, I reckon, in those three ties, they've probably been on top for about 10 minutes total. They just, they're like the T1000 in Terminator, mate. They just do not die. You cannot kill them off. <laughs> Keep coming back, mate. You can see this, just a, just a hand coming towards you, you know, as you're lying. <laughs> Hanging off I'm the bumper of the car as you're driving down the highway. Exactly, man. No, but they've been amazing. You know, two 0 down to PSG um, after the first leg, and then Benzema, who, who must, you know, him and probably Lewandowski, the two best strikers, out and out strikers in, in world football at the moment. Um, you know, he scores a hat trick and they they win three two, and you know, and uh, all the angst now is there with PSG over there. You know, how are they ever going to win the Champions League? Don't, yeah, as you say, Chelsea came back from 
a goal down, pushed it to extra time. Same against Man City. Um, you know, so so yeah, they they never give up. Never have in this. They've, they've found a way to win the game, and um, you know it's, it's been amazing against some of the best teams in the world. That that's what's some pretty pretty impressive with Real Madrid. What, how do you see the rematch, Liverpool? How do you see that kind of Champions League final playing out? Who's favourites? Well, I think Liverpool are favourite. Um, you know, mm. they they can they just score goals. That's the I mean that's the, that's the frightening thing about Liverpool. Um, if you look at that Villarreal game they played um, a couple of days ago, you know they're two two nil up, cruising going into the game, and then find themselves two two nil down at half time. And you're going, oh, this is mm. this is suddenly tight. It's mm. all on, and it's like bang, bang, bang. See you later. Mm. You know, we're just they 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 just they they can score goals from anywhere. They just they throw players forward. They you know, and, and they and they score. And I think that's um, that's the really pleasing thing about uh, when you watch, say, Man City. You watch Liverpool. Um, you know, the, these sorts of teams at the moment in world football. Real Madrid to a probably lesser extent. Um, but the way they win is nice to watch, mm. and you know you, you can you can win any any sport you know league rugby you guys would know that you can win you can win mm. good or you can win ugly, and at the moment the 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 best teams in world football are playing really attractive um, attractive football and it's just so good to watch. And Fred, I mean, I think the big difference between the first league and the second league, and this was having Casemiro back in the midfield for Real Madrid because he just he plugged that gap that City were running through in the first leg. Um, he's really important. But, I mean, I, I just look at that Real Madrid team and I go, you know, you've got Casemiro, you've got Tony Kroos, um, World Cup winner with Germany, you've got Luka Modric, of course, who's done great things with Croatia and Real Madrid for years and years and years. And then the bloke coaching them on the sideline, Carlo Ancelotti, the only bloke to win the all, uh, all the league titles in the top five countries in Europe, the only guy to do it. That's a lot of know-how. As guys that have been there, done that. For me, that makes them favourites, I think, over Liverpool. Uh, yeah, although I, I see, I think Liverpool are playing at a higher... I, I agree. When you look at you look through the names in that team, you go, wow, that's... Um, now, how's, how's their wage bill every week? Imagine being the finance guy there. <laughs> Jeez, mate. You'd be crapping yourself every week. Jeez, another that's 20 crazy. minutes. crazy. So, <laughs> you got and you got you know, Benzema up top, Vinicius Junior, who's probably the quickest guy outside of Mbappe in the in world football, sitting on the wing. So yeah, it's frightening, frightening um, um, array of talent. But then I think also Liverpool play at a higher level. I think um, and they play harder games right through the season, and um, and I think that gives them a bit a bit of the edge. Um, as far as experience goes, yeah, Real Madrid, thirteen times champion. Um, going for number fourteen, you know the kings of Europe, it's all those sort of accolades and that. But um, yeah, I, I just think yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool, it's a, it's a, um, they're 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 probably the, the I'd say the the form team in Europe at the moment. And but it's going to be a cracking game. It's going to be an absolutely cracking game. Um, so because I think Liverpool just don't they just attack. So at least you know you're not going to get. Um, like a, a, a super defensive um, final, I don't think. Awesome. It's going to be an interesting watch. Liverpool taking on Real Madrid for the Champions League final. Hey, quickly, we're going to tack back to the Phoenix. I just want to ask you the question. They've got one more game, and there's two potential scenarios for this. They play Adelaide or they play Western United. What is the better game for the Phoenix, and how do you see them approaching this? I've seen teams at the end of their season kind of 
know they've made the playoffs and they kind of just, you know, give other players opportunities? Do you feel like they're going to go into this fully, full strength or, or how do you see them approaching these? And what is the better fit for them? Oh, I think if, if, um, if you wanted to pick any of the teams in the top six to play, you'd pick Western United because they've beaten them three times this year. Mm. Um, so that means you want to hold six spot. If you were going to play West United, pro- probably on on the balance of probability, with um, the game the games left, um, but I think for the Phoenix, um, if they want to go far in the playoffs, their best bet is to get a home semi, and I think for the club, mm. for the fans, um, and to do that they have to win this last game, and so I I think you just play your strongest team, um, you don't try and muck around with our oh, permutations, and we want to pick get this team and. You go out, you, you, you try and beat Man City, who have just come back. Oh, Man City, Whew, boy, that would be good. Melbourne City, um, <laughs> you, they've just come back from Asian Champions League. They've played six games in 17 days. So they're knackered. Mm. Um, we saw that against Perth. They lost to the bottom team 2-0. So you know, the Phoenix, if they actually go hard out at the game, could can can get something out of that game, um, can get a home, possibly could get a home semi-final. And that would be a massive occasion in Wellington. And I think that's they, the club sort of owe that to the fans to, to, to at least try and, and have that scenario and, um, and, and force the opposition to fly across the Tasman to come play in Wellington, which would be, um, which would be awesome. Hey, Freddie, thanks a lot this morning for giving us all that insight into not just the Champions League, but the Phoenix and their journey, hopefully, to the grand final this year. I'll tell you what they have done. They've put the COVID, the COVID uh, equation and the question to sleep uh, by making the finals. No one in New Zealand can moan about that now with the, with the season that they've had. So, um, yeah, we wish the, the Phoenix all the best. But, mate, thanks a lot um, for coming on this morning and chatting to the boys on the Baz and Izzy uh, breakfast show. And we'll talk to you again soon. No, awesome, mate. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Go well, Fred. Yeah, good bloke, Fred. He's um he's a real champion, mate. The good thing about Freddie too, like he knows the kids, you know, are coming through, and he's always talking talking them up. And such a passionate soccer man in New Zealand, um, and he always, he always good for laugh, is he? He is very very good, and in, in both uh, obviously competition champions league and the Phoenix, mate. I was and I was just really interested. I've seen teams do it, mate. They're flying through the season. They've guaranteed playoffs. They give other players an opportunity, ruins their momentum, ruins their kind of flow, and then it backfires for them. So I love to hear how he said that. No, the Phoenix are going to go on this. They're going to play a full strength side. They're going to keep all the combinations together and uh, and and head into this weekend with a good opportunity. I love that little conversation from Fred. Yeah, and the the other thing too that I didn't get in with Fred was, you know, we were tossing up whose favourites, Real Madrid or Liverpool. Uh, for the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. The other thing to think is Real Madrid last weekend wrapped up the Spanish league title. Liverpool are still, they have to win out with four more games to go in the Premier League to win that title. So they go in, and they've got an FA Cup yeah. final as well. Real Madrid can cruise from now. They can All their focus can be on that final. Liverpool are still fighting on three fronts. How, how good is that? The, t- the two best European teams playing in the Champions League mm, so final. Good. So good. So, so what one's more important, you think, Ricardo, for, for Liverpool? You know, obviously they want to win them all, but do they th- put the emphasis on one? I think they want to win the league. I rec- I, I think if you mm. ask them that, that winning the league, because they've they've only done it once in Premier League history since 1992, oh, they've only oh. won the league once. So that that's mm. where they re- they really want to establish that dominance back in England again. You know, they they, they have that massive com uh, you know um, competition with Manchester United. United have 20 league titles in England. Liverpool have 19. 
They mm. want to get they want to get that back to even Stevens. So that'll be the drive. Uh, Izzy, have you been to Liverpool to watch a game? No, no, I've only been to one EPL game, and that's uh, Chelsea versus Fulham at uh, at at Stamford Bridge, and it was a nil all game. And uh, we were meant to go meet the players afterwards, Fernando Torres, all the mm. boys, but they because uh, I was with Adidas, and um, all the ABs went there and. We were sitting up in the stands, and then nil all draw at home. They were all deflated, and then they didn't want to meet us. Mate, they could have done with Only meeting some winners. Game. That's what you should have said. You guys could do with meeting some winners. <laughs> mate, they could have they could have done with your Canterbury um, speech, mate, that you gave Canterbury Banks down the, oh. that speech at the beginning of the year. They've had a win. I actually got to go to Liverpool and, and watch a game. It's an unbelievable <laughs> Um, experience, you know, there's there's hardly ever any woman in the grandstand. It's real scouse male dominated um, fan base, but just the um, you like they, they sing that song, you know, you never walk alone mm. at every home game, and the support is so one eyed, absolutely, you know. Mm. That I, I I sort of don't think it's the the league that they want to win. Um, Ricardo, I think they want to win everything. Well, you're right. You're right. They do want to win everything. I mean, they're going for at the moment. They are on track to win the quadruple. So they've already won the League Cup. They're in the FA Cup final. They're in the Champions League final. They could win the league. But conversely, if they don't manage it right, has anyone done that, Rick? Uh, no, the closest was United in '99. Won the FA Cup, the league, and the Champions Whoa. League, but they didn't win the League Cup. The Champions game was an awesome game. Wow. Yeah. Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, yeah, Ole, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, getting it done and putting the back uh, the ball in the back of the Germans' net, as United fans like to sing. Hey, Izzy, <laughs> last night, mate, I caught up with Mark from PGG Rights and Turf. Anyway, oh, and I want to yes. ask you the question. <laughs> we're going to go, we're going to mm-hmm. go back to the old country clueless here. But the the conversation started about, um, oh, you know, we helped Izzy with the lawn, and mm. then I went, mm. what do you mean helped Izzy with the lawn? And they went, oh no, no, we did the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> but the question I got for you is: He reckons he's a little bit frugal with the old with the old spray, mate. Tell it, take us through that. Like he, he he said, he told you what to do with the old Roundup, but you got a little bit frugal with it. What happened? Well, it's twenty two past eight, and thanks for listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. We're going to go shoot off before we break, and I'll come back and I'll tell you that story. Okay, Kimpy? <laughs> yeah, mate. Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. All right, Kempi, you ask, you shall receive, mate. Uh, a couple of, about five months ago, they gave me some Roundup. I needed to spray uh, the weeds around the house. You know, I sprayed it in a once-in-a-hundred-year storm in Christchurch. You know, I sprayed in the afternoon. She was windy as, and I went around. I thought I was getting the spray on the weeds, but obviously not. Three weeks later, half of the grass around the edge of my house had died <laughs> from Roundup. So there you go. Clueless dag at it again. We love it. We love it. We're going to cross over. Shout out to the PGG Wrightson's crew, Mark Shaw. He's an absolute champion. Yeah, great to have them part of the team. But we're going to cross over and have a catch-up with Pip Morris. Time for our TAB Live update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Morning, Pip. Morning, guys. How are you this morning? Awesome. <sighs> very, very well. We're up and about. It's been a great day. How are you? And what have you got for us today? I've got the Racing Mega Multi Buster back again. And, and surely I'm, I'm hoping mm. that we're going to get it this time. Otherwise, I'm glad that the party's sick. Otherwise, we might be getting replaced at this point. So <laughs> I'm hoping we can get it. <laughs> Who's letting us down? Who's letting us down, Pip? We're all just missing, oh. are we? 
We are, yep. It's just there's just mm. one leg every time. So I'm I'm being a chicken today, and I'm going top four. I'm going to go Palmerston North Dogs meeting code nine race five Highview Anna to run top four at one seventy. That's my bet. Highview Anna top four one seventy. Cool, cool. I'll go uh, our second leg, and I'm going to go today. And Louis came on the show, and it's the horse I backed last time, Taiki Yanagera. He's on top. He's riding Alchemia today at Ōtaki, race seven, number six, for the win at two dollars seventy. No top four here for the win at two dollars seventy. <laughs> well, we might as well keep we might as well keep the ball rolling on the wins, and I very rarely back back it on the nose. I'm a you know as you know Pip, pretty good at getting them. So, but today I'm going to go. Meeting 14 on the Gold Coast, race number eight. And I'm not Louis, Herman Watt. I won't stop this at Zaki. Number one, James McDonald, oh, beautiful. $1.60. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, that, it's down to me. No pressure, right? No pressure. <laughs> um, I'm going to go uh, race seven at Tarapa tomorrow. It's the join the uh, Team Tiakau 1400. And number five, apostrophe, paying 420 the win. Widamu pin on board. It's had uh, two wins and two seconds the last five starts. I reckon that looks uh, That's pretty a good, good value. Very good value. And that means that all four legs come to $30.84. So a $50 bonus bet on that returns $1,542.24. I'm on. Take it to the bank. Come on. (laughs) Come on, Pip. We're due one. We're going to win that and we're going to give it away to one of our listeners. There you go. Keep your messages coming through on the Temper Bedpost text machine, your favourite multi, and you could win. You can walk away with that if it gets up. There you go. High view, top four, Alchemia, $2.70 today at Ōtaki. Zaki, $1.60 over at the Gold Coast in Apostrophe tomorrow. Race seven, move pin on top. Thank you so much. Anything else, Pip, before we let you go? Just remember the bonus back blitz is back tomorrow. And again, it's across the six meetings and the first three races. So Rickerton, Tabapa, Gosford, the Gold Coast, Caulfield and Mortfitville. So another huge weekend of racing. Beautiful, beautiful. You have a lovely weekend. Thanks so much for joining us. Pip Morris out of the TAB. Promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit the tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Let's head over to Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thank you very much, Araha, for the news and sport. We're 24 away from nine. Uh, the Choices Flooring Poll. See your floor change in an instant with Room View. And we have the results, gentlemen. Although uh, it's... it's I'm going to say it's changed a wee bit because uh, Joe and I talked about the options uh, this morning at about five o'clock. And then we changed them around, and then Joe went, you know what, Ricardo doesn't know what he's talking about, so he did his own thing. <laughs> um, so uh, the choices are flowing bowl. Uh, choices are in the app. This is uh, how it looks. It was uh, the Super Bowl, the Champions League final, a Rugby World Cup final, or State of Origin decider. Uh, and the winner out of those, 64%, the Super Bowl. Of course. Super Bowl. Ooh. Yeah, so 64% the Super Bowl. Oh. 
It is a great event, I must say, lads. Great event. Oh, Went to Miami. Yeah. Miami, mm. I had uh, the Chiefs v the 49ers. Mahomes just hit the cheetah and change of momentum. If you're talking of change of momentum, when he hit the cheetah, uh, oh, mate, it was just the watch of the Tyreek Hill. Mate, it was so good. Got to go to the Super Bowl. Got to go to the Super Bowl. That would be great. Yeah, you know, it's not a one-day thing. It's like about a week-long build-up mm. to that. You go to all the trailer parties as well, you know, the the um, the grills and the beers and the... Man, yeah, I don't tell, tell you what, it's like a... I, 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 I reckon I'm, I'm closer to a heart attack just thinking about it, let alone actually doing it. <laughs> oh, mate, Did you see old it? Robbie Farah? Do you see Robbie Farah? Kempi approached uh, the, the NRL. They want to do the boot party. Obviously, they do the boot party before the NRL. Uh, before the um, Super Bowl, want to do a boot party leading into the NRL Grand Final, mate. How oh, mate, good would that be? Ex- ex- Marla, I think the boot party be- be- before any NFL game is a- is well worth visiting. Mm. If you're ever in America and you mm. get a chance to go to them. Um, and Rick, you're right. The-, the event, like the whole day, like the amount of people mm. that are involved in the whole day before they even you know do a do a hut and get yeah. the ball get the ball into someone's hands is just amazing. So good, so good. Have you have you been? Oh, I went to. I actually did a study tour over there. Went to LSV, uh, San Diego Chargers, um, and then went to a home game um, back down in San Diego after going back to Vegas. And uh, a, stu- a study tour. It was a study tour, mate. Yeah. You know, how much? How much? What were you studying? <laughs> the bottom of cans. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I went to the boot party. Yeah. I went to the boot party. I got put in the box with all the journalists. That, oh, yeah. That's where they put me on game day, mate. They ate. It, yeah. I can't believe how much pizza and beer they got through. They, it's so easy being a journalist over there. They got a woman. They got a woman coming over the mic saying, "Right, that was Izzy Dag. He's just run for ten meters. He's this is his fiftieth game. He's twenty seven years of age." It, she basically and all they did was just type, and but they were had a beer and they were eating pizza at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, mate, this is a journal, journalist dream. dream. Oh, mate, how good. Oh, that is that a bit like us, Kimpy? Yeah, you know, with the with the run sheets we get and we get everything and we just sit here drinking our Mick Cafe coffees, eh, but it's so good. The kitchen, mate, they do a good yeah. job. Good boy Joe, oh, good boy Kez. Yeah. Keep it up. Well we might have to see the we might have to see the coffees off because up next it is uh, the Friday mm. tipple. We might need something mm. with a bit more of a punch, gentlemen. Mm. Oh, I'm I'm mm. up for that on a Friday. Friday. We're here. We're here, boys. We made it. It's been a great week. Uh obviously Louis away duck hunting. And uh, chasing lucky luckies down south. But we've made it Friday tipple. It's a chance for us to all reflect on the week that we've just had on uh, SENZ. Not only our show, other shows as well. Great to hear, like I said before, Zaid, all our, one of our listeners coming on the show and uh, sharing his love of sport. That's why we do it for our fans and our listeners out there on, uh, on the SENZ network. So we're going to go off and we'll be back shortly. You listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Back shortly with the Friday tipple. On this Mother's Day, find Guest Seductive 125 mil, 34.99 at Chemist Warehouse. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. You're listening to Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Time of the week, our Friday tip. I've got my McCafe coffee right here 
before I go jump on my plane and fly on out of this bluebird day. Hopefully it's sun and shiny up in Auckland. I'm heading there, boys. I'll be there shortly. Anyway, we're going to reflect on the week. If you've missed the start of the week, don't worry. Listen to this. we got our Friday tipple. Well, it was another sombre morning on Monday as myself and Louis tried to make sense of the Crusaders' loss to the Waratahs. Rather than taking it easy on the boys, we thought we'll get the thoughts of Joey Wheeler, and he came in hot. Going on in that camp, mate. When when Richie Moanga doesn't play, the Crusaders just go off the boil. But yet you've still got eight All Blacks in that side. Uh, there's something going wrong there, is he? Yes, that's right. He's been waiting ten odd years to have a little rip into the Crusaders. He finally got one because Joey's Landers got up. Despite this, I appreciate your honesty, mate, and bringing the energy bright and early on Monday morning. With any luck, I'll be doing one. Doing the consoling come next week. Up the mighty Satyrs. Cheers. Yeah, is he? That's a beauty from Joe Wheeler. We'll get him back. We'll get him back. But it wasn't your your Crusaders who were the only side in rugby who were struggling to beat teams they've dominated in years past. Following an eye-opening tour last year, it's become apparent for the Black Ferns that they are behind France and England when it comes to fielding a professional team. We got talking to Rachel Burford who believes there's no need to sound the alarm bells just yet. New Zealand haven't suddenly got bad at rugby. They just weren't at test match pace. You know, they weren't fit enough and their set piece wasn't good enough. But they're things that are quite easily fixable. And Smithy will get him fit. We know that, don't we, Daggy? Mm. You know, with the World Cup only months away, it's encouraging to hear that even the Poms believe we can turn it around. So come October, let's hope the girls can get up there and prove Rachel right. Thanks for supporting the black fans come on bring it home <laughs> yeah they'll be right up mate i'll tell you one thing smithy loves a dojo he'll have those girls flying fit in the dojo wrestling grappling doing it all so we look forward to seeing them uh, form some some sort of uh, consistency going forward anyway speaking of england the black caps will be heading there in june and one man will be hoping to make a big impact on his first tour with the team is michael bracewell Following an impressive run of form in the domestic season at home, the Firebirds captain has been enjoying his time in the Black Caps camp. It, it seems like everyone's just putting the team first and, and really buying into that culture, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, we've spoken a lot about the importance of a healthy and authentic team culture on this show, and the Black Caps have been a shining example of that for a while. Good to hear from Michael has enjoyed his time in the team so far, and I look forward to seeing what he can come up come up with uh, over in the north, taking on England. Cheers, Mike. Great stuffers. Well, we caught up with your favourite Kiwi is the man himself, mm. Ricardo Christie. Wasn't he a legend when he came on and talked about how <laughs> hard it was for those people to make the cut? Some real emotion um, when he was talking about it, and he's talked about the home town hero that won that big uh, that big fight out in the water with uh, John John Bonbon um, and he said you know let's have a look at some of these he had a big bet with his mate and didn't he win plenty <laughs> my mate was like I don't know if he's going to qualify though I don't think he can really get it together in a heat and I was like nah he's going to get on he's going to kill it and, and we, we bet a thousand bucks which is Oh, mate, he put a gorilla on it with his mate. What was his mate thinking? Seriously, he has obviously hadn't looked oh. at Jack Robinson. Jack Robinson's a legend, mate. He was a legend since he was six years old. Anyway, he was proven right. He got a full wallet to show for it. Good on you, mate. Ricky, your shout. 
Uh, it just yeah, goes, goes to show Ricardo. you need more Ricardos on the show. <laughs> yeah. Ricardo, I know you got a full wallet too, man. Must be a Ricardo thing, eh, mate? <laughs> give us a give us a tip. Ricardo Christie's doing it. Ricardo Ball, give me a tip. Yeah, I'll give you a tip. Well, I'll give you the tip that I gave I gave Pip number five, apostrophe, uh, race seven at Tarapa tomorrow, bro. Okay. Get on it. Four twenty and a dollar eighty. All uh, over it. Alright. There we go. There we go. Ricardo's little tip of the week. Anyway, time for our toast. Of the weekend, well, it's a little bit different this week. Usually we would toast a team or an athlete, but it was the great King Capisi who made our day by dropping into the Auckland studio to help us celebrate New Zealand Music Month. King Capisi is not only one of our great musicians, but he is also a basketball fanatic. He spoke about trying to engage the youth through music and sport to help promote goodness in our communities. Uh, being a muso and being a hooper for me is basically the same thing and I, I promote music like a, I promote basketball because you know um, what else are we going to go out there and do other than try and promote goodness that, that was pretty special to, to hear King Capisi obviously we know him more uh, in the music world but actually just getting a real understanding of what he's doing in the community people can get so lost in their own journey and forget about uh, giving and it's all about taking and uh, that's not right for King Capisi. He's just a real good example of um, giving back. So it was great to have him on our show and promoting New Zealand Music Month, which is a special, special time. Legend. I know the boys enjoyed his company, so uh, we appreciate you. King Capisi. Cheers, brother. Dang, that was our week. That was our week. The, the, um, <laughs> cafe coffee is flowing. And uh, no, nah, it's been cool. It's been cool to reflect on the weekend sport and, and obviously talking about it all. And, and Ricardo, what are you up to for the weekend, my mate? Just a family weekend, I think this one is. I, I managed to get, yeah. get out of work this weekend because I've been doing a bit this week. So I've got, I've got mate, Saturday, Sunday you do off. everything. <laughs> you are Mr. Everything this week. Honestly, you do so much for SCNZ. Everyone really appreciate you. You're very obvious. You know all your sport and. Um, you, you're very passionate about it, mate. So, good work. Yeah, we earned a weekend off. Yeah, so you know, because uh, I, I live in uh, Te Aratu now, um, but I grew up out at Howakwe. I'm going to go see my nono. He, he's 94, still lives out there on his own. Mm. Um, yeah. So we're going to go see him, and then I'm going to take my daughter to show her the schools that Dad used to go to, the old hood, go up to Howak Village probably, and find somewhere for lunch, and then uh, and that'll be us. And then Mother's Day on Sunday. So uh, that, that's that's me. I'm not jetting around the country on the on the Sky Sport Donut. Uh, is he like yourself? Uh, are, are you going to get home for family? No, look, I'm actually heading up for another thing today. I'm, I'm only up for the day, and I'll fly back to Christchurch tonight, and then I'm home tomorrow, and then I fly to Hurricanes. So we got a message from Michael Holdsworth uh, for Mother's Day, taking her to Sky Stadium to watch the Hurricanes versus Fiji and Drua, which is going to be a great game. I'm just currently going through the pronunciation of all the names because that is a big part when you're commentating. You've got to pronounce the names correctly um, in respect of them and their families. So... That is me. I'll be just um, pronouncing Fijian names all Saturday leading into the call on Sunday. Uh, busy weekend. I'm away for Mother's Day, so oh, it's pretty pretty slack of me. I'll give Daisy a call, mate, and just tell her what six senses in Malolo Island really <laughs> really looks like. <laughs> cool. Just, you've done it to Patrick, and you're going to do it to me. Don't start. She's already looking at Fijian trips now that everyone's sitting over there, and uh, what a special place, special place. But no. Big weekend of sport, lads. We've got a lot of Super Rugby NRL. The Warriors taking on the Sharks. Can they do it, Kempe? Can the Warriors get up 
over the Sharks at the Shire. Oh, I'd like to think I, I'd like to think they can, but you know we've already spoken about it. Sharks coming <laughs> off a lo- Sharks coming off a loss, and we were gifted that game against Canberra. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Wade yeah, Graham will be, be better for a game too, won't he? Mate, what a bench. What a bench they got. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And the Warriors, Izzy, have picked a massive mm. bench. Like a massive bench. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle in the middle. And uh, we need Sean Johnson to play as well as Nico Hines to have any chance. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, mate. Obviously, uh, Sean was back in New Zealand for his... Uh, for a, for a wedding, so he's um, obviously been out of the environment. He's going to go back in late and be interesting to see how they confront, mate. Awesome, awesome weekend of sport. That was our Friday tipple. We're going to shoot off and we're going to come back because it's Ian Smith. Smithy, our temper sleep on it with the one and only doyen of sport, Ian Smith. Back shortly. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.